Welcome to the Through Faith and Grace podcast. I'm your host, Kira Gothier, here to answer your questions about Christianity, share evangelism tips, and talk about how Jesus changes everything. This is your invitation to stay. All of the links and resources are in the description. You can also go to kiragothier.com. That should have everything that you're looking for. There's another way to do life, and it's by following Jesus. I hope you enjoy today's episode. This is an actual argument. I know I took a break from answering questions and objections to Christianity, but uh, I'm in the mood to get back into it, and I figured why not look at one of the most entertaining claims. Spider-Man disproves God. It can be explained in this way. In the future, archaeologists will find old Spider-Man comic books. And within those comics are certain facts that are true. For example, New York... It can be explained in this way. In the future, archaeologists will find old Spider-Man comic books. And within those comics are certain facts that are true. For example, New York is an actual city. So based on the accurate historical evidence found in these comics, archaeologists will wrongly conclude that Spider-Man was a real figure and superhero. People suggest that this is the mistake Christians are making because there are certain historical details in the Bible. We wrongly conclude that Jesus is Lord. Uh Uh-oh. How would you respond to this, Christian? The first time I came across this claim, I'll admit it, it threw me off. It's funny we laugh about it, but there's something legitimate about it. I have this thing. I tend to avoid conflict. For the longest time, I thought it only had to do with people, and any time conflict came about, I'd run, hide, or just ignore it. All unhealthy habits (laughs) do not be like me. Learning to undo bad behavior is, is difficult. But I've learned that this tendency also appears when I'm in conflict with myself. I read something that seemingly goes against the Bible. Yeah, let's, uh, let's ignore that one. Oh, my, my high school history teacher said that Jesus never claimed to be God. Uh, yeah, well, let's, let's not uh, look into that. And hey, like that, that works for some, I guess. It worked for me for a bit, but then I started to feel uncomfortable. I was calling myself a Christian and claiming Jesus is Lord, but did I ever know if I could truly trust Christianity? Did I have any evidence at all to say that the Christian worldview is the most accurate representation of reality? No. And that's when I uh, had to buck up and and, and face these claims. Christianity is either 
false and if it is it it doesn't matter in the slightest but if it's true that then this this changes everything it implies that jesus is exactly who we claim to be it changes everything here's what i'll say about the the spider-man claim or, or rather the uh the spider-man fallacy I don't think anyone reasons in the way described in the Spider-Man fallacy. No one believes that the Bible is accurate solely due to the mention of a place or discovery. We use evidence from archaeology and, and from history to help determine the, the uh, reliability of the New Testament or, you know, the Bible. But it's, it's much more involved than that. However... There's a bigger issue I'd like to address. The biggest difference between the writers of these comics and the writers of the Bible is one was written as fantasy and the other was written as history. The Gospels present themselves as ancient biographical literature. It's written as a, as a true story and not as in a, quote, true for me story, but true to reality. How do we know this? Well, by, by reading the Bible itself. When we talk about the Gospels, we're talking about the first four books of the New Testament. Remember, the, the New Testament is the second half of the Bible. The Bible itself contains 66 separate books, and they all share a spine. That's, that's the Bible. So the Gospels are the first four books of the New Testament. The Gospel of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. The Gospel of Luke opens in this way. Many people have set out to write accounts about the events that have been fulfilled among us. They use the eyewitness reports circulating among us from the early disciples. Having carefully investigated everything from the beginning, I also have decided to write an accurate account for you, most honorable Theopolis, so you can be certain of the truth of everything you were taught. Right out of the gate, Luke, author of the Gospel of Luke, makes it clear that this is what happened. Likewise, the Gospel of John ends in this way. This is the disciple who testifies to these things and, and who wrote them down. We know that his testimony is true. And there are also many other things that Jesus did, which, if every one of them were written down, I suppose not even the world itself could contain the books that would be written Again, it's, it's pretty apparent to me that this is what John witnessed. This is his story. In the Gospel of Mark, he just begins by, by telling his story. The man wastes no time. But what I find interesting is the Gospel of Matthew. It opens up with this long genealogy. Starting at Abraham, he lists the descendants all the way until we reach Jesus, the Messiah. I used to uh, skip the verses that included a family tree because like they would take too long to read. 
but I, I began to change my mind about them. Have you ever told a story that seemed unbelievable? Like the, the listener may try to call you a liar or, or bet that it didn't happen. And, and when this happens, what's the natural response of the storyteller? To mention other people if they were there. No, that, that, that did happen. You can ask him. You can ask her. That happens. Over and over again, we see these eyewitnesses boldly mention specific people, including people who held a lot of power, such as Pontius Pilate or Caiaphas, the, the high priest. Another example can be observed through these genealogies. They name specific people. I believe the genealogies found in the Gospel of Luke, the Gospel of Matthew, and, and elsewhere in the Bible provide another layer of authenticity. Jesus fulfilled the messianic prophecies, and that's, that's another reason why Christians know Jesus claimed to be Lord. And sure, it's easier to fulfill the prophecies that you can, uh, quote, control, <laughs> like performing miracles and, uh, and accomplishing a resurrection, as one does. <laughs> but some Jesus couldn't control, like where he was born and the family tree that he would be born into. This is why genealogies matter. The Gospels are often referred to as eyewitness accounts because that's what they were, testimonies. They reported what happened. Unlike the, the Spider-Man comics, myths or fun stories, those books were written to document what happened, to answer the question, who was this Jesus? And based on their testimonies, we compare them against the evidence to see if these gospel writers were telling the truth. There's the external evidence test, which examines the accuracy of the history reported in the New Testament. Specifically, was there really a Jewish man 2,000 years ago by the name of Jesus who taught profound truths, performed miracles, was crucified by Roman and, and Jewish authorities for claiming to be God and appeared to many witnesses after rising from the dead three days later. Then there's the internal evidence test, which examines if the New Testament writers were telling the truth. It, it looks at these questions. Uh, do the books, do the gospel accounts contradict one another? Did the writers have a reason to lie? What was their motive for saying the things that they did? I have an episode called, uh, Is the New Testament Reliable? And I'd highly encourage you to, to check that out if you've never viewed the existing evidence. We may laugh at the Spider-Man theory, but it's valid. And, and maybe you stumbled upon this episode because that's what you believed about Jesus. You believed that Christians were making a mistake. You didn't realize that following Jesus isn't blind faith, but there's actually evidence for who Jesus is and for who he claimed to be. The writers of the New Testament were not writing to, to tell a fun 
bedtime story, they were reporting what they saw and experienced. They interacted with Jesus. They watched him live a sinless life. They heard his profound and audacious truths. They watched him perform miracles. They, they saw him die, but they also saw him in his resurrected body three days later. Their lives changed forever because of Jesus. Who did they say Jesus was? They claim that Jesus is Lord. I could end by sharing more research that I found, but I've already done this already. So instead, I just want to end by inviting you to try out my worldview. I don't know what you've tried. I don't know what life looks like right now. I don't know what your thoughts and, and feelings are surrounding Jesus. I do know that there are a lot of imperfect Christians. I know that the church hasn't been the most loving. I've been hurt by Christians, and I've also hurt people as a Christian. But would you be willing to give the one perfect man a shot? Would you be willing to try out my Jesus, both fully man and fully God? He, he came to, to this earth, not to condemn the world, but, but to save it. He came for you. He came for me. He came for the entire world. There's another way to do life, and it's by following Jesus. Jesus offers hope. Jesus offers certainty. Jesus offers identity. I know it, it can be countercultural at times, but it works. I've, I've lived in a way that, that honors the values of today's culture, and I've also lived in a way that honors the values of the Bible. The gospel works. Jesus changed my life, and he can change yours too. It's a beautiful day to see the hope and healing found in the gospel. Would you be willing to try out my worldview? Would you be willing to see who this Jesus is? Thank you.